0: Welcome to today's meeting of Alcohol Anonymous. I'm Fernando, your secretary for this podcast meeting. Let's go ahead and open it with a moment of silence followed by the serenity prayer, please. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Like I said, I'm Fernando. I have problems with alcohol and Fernando. They beat the heck out of me and try to kill me. So I got to keep them in the 12 step program. I'm going to be reading a couple of articles from the great mind. I think it would entail how I feel about the program. I really just enjoy reading glimpse of them. But first, we're going to do the daily reflections, the little 24-hour book. And it's for today, today is October 11th. Self-restraint. Our first objective would be the development of self-restraint. Strength. 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, page 91. My drive to work provides me with an opportunity for self-examination. One day, while making this trip, I began to review my progress in sobriety and was not happy with what I saw. I hope that as the workday progress I would forget these troublesome thoughts, but as one disappointment after another kept coming, my discontent only increased, and the pressures within me kept mounting. I retreated to an isolated table in the lounge and asked myself how could I make the most of the rest of the day. In the past, when things went wrong, I instinctively wanted to fight back, but during the short time I had been trying to live the AA program. I had learned to step back and take a look at myself. I recognized that although I was not the person I wanted to be, I had learned to not react in my old ways. Those old patterns of behavior only brought sorrow and hurt to me and to others. I returned to my workstation determined to make the day a productive one. Thanking God for the chance to make progress that day. I'm Fernando, alcoholic. I have come to believe that we do have a Father in Heaven. I, as my personal God and my Savior Jesus Christ, I believe that God wants just wants to curtail my judgment and what I'm going to do and what I can do. He doesn't want to break my spirit, but he wants me to be willing to do something to. take instructions, to take reproofs, to take suggestions, and to humble myself and do it. And when he, when my God corrects me, instructs me, reproofs, or a two-by-four to get my attention, or pain as the touchstone of change, when that happens, it's God's loving hand as the father would be i am starting to see how tough it is when i'm working with others how strong at times their judgment is anything you say is is they have something to spar against you like like sparring and you know my higher power just wants me to trust wants me to put my sparring blade down and let him cut off the excess, to let God sculpture me. So I need to relax and say, uncle, and lean on God and trust and relax. And i'm I'm starting to do that. I'm starting to realize where I have I have erred as a young man growing up so much with so many jobs and so many people, and myself that to be reinstructed at this age and time now I should have done this 50 years ago in other words i'm i'm in love with a with a father in heaven a god who is taking the time to have mercy on me and re-instruct me to to learn Well, I don't know how to get this out, folks, but I believe that humbleness and saying yes to any task anyone brings to you, you know, is just part of the exercise, part of the exercise. Yep, you may pant, you may overextend yourself, but make it sure that our attitudes are saying, yes, Father God, yes, I will comply. If someone asks of me a favor, I would do it 100%, and that in turn speaks volumes to them, and it's not forever, folks. People are not overbearing. Well, some are not. All right, enough of me. I'm Fernando Alcoholic. That's my opinion, and I have, all of us have opinions, and you know what? To some people, they all stink. Except their own. <laughs> Alright, reading twenty four hour little book. I got I got as Bill sees it here too, for October the eleventh. Thank you so much for being here with me. Without faith in a power greater than myself I am like a storm tossed ship without a rudder. I am flung from one trouble to another, however bravely I may battle the elements. My own strength and wisdom are not enough. All of us need something to cling to with absolute confidence. If I have been disillusioned by disappointments or have been let down by someone, I trust it. It makes me feel as though I were alone and vulnerable in a hostile world. I will not deprive myself of God's help and guidance. I see it at work in the program as we share knowledge, courage, and hope with each other. Confidence and dignity are restored to us by the knowledge that we are God's children and we are loved. Today's reminder, if my fate has been dimmed by disappointments, I can begin to regain it by clinging to a spiritual idea like the one expressed in the serenity prayer. This living philosophy will give me a secure foundation of faith. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Amen. And one of the things when I came into the program, I was out of confidence. No confidence. Alcohol had done its work. It had removed every word in me, every fundamental phrase and words that that I, I I took confidence from. I remember around 22 years old, 23, and having that craziness set in at that time that I needed a foundation, the words that I had or the training I had had all dissipated through the alcohol and my judgment. And I was grasping for something to believe in. Something, I remember driving semi and going down the road and crying out. If only my dad would have gave me a phrase. One phrase from my dad that I could remember I can hang on to. I had nothing. All I had was the Our Father. And I would pray the Our Father ten times till I got peace. Ten times till I got direction. And then I was directed to AA. Where I can pray it with others, surrendered individuals, and get powerfully instructed and peace. By the way, I I read you at the book called One Day at a Time. I grabbed it by accident. I don't see my little 24-hour book. but All right. Let me go ahead and open up as Bill sees it. Let's see what it has to say. Page 278. Speak up without fear. Few of us are anonymous so far as our day contacts go. We had dropped anonymity at this level because we think our friends and associates ought to know about AA and what it has done for us. We also wish to lose the fear of admitting that we are alcoholics. Though we earnestly request reporters not to disclose our identities, we frequently speak before. Semi-public gatherings, we wish to convince audiences that our alcoholism is a sickness we no longer fear to discuss before anyone. If, however, we venture beyond this limit, we shall sh- surely lose the principle of anonymity forever. If every AA felt free to publish his own name, picture, and story, we would soon be launched upon a vast orgy of personal publicity." While the so-called public meeting is questioned by many AA members, I favor it myself, providing only that anonymity is respected in press reports and that we ask nothing for ourselves except understanding. You know, this is a true leadership. A leader like Bill W., Fernando alcoholic, is an uh, okay, amazing guy to follow because he had extreme common sense extreme love and intelligence come from above i fernando agree with this information that to get into the public level and letting them know alcohol is a disease the principles of AA and the vast numbers that we have racked up through the years that has baffled uh the medical field which has been unable to fix the alcoholic. The alcoholic lies. They know, the doctor knows they're lying. Give them some sedatives. They love their insurance company. So why not? Guys lying, might as well go with the lie, right? So a lot of people, I tell you, that go against you going in front of the public are just, they're not willing to go themselves. They don't have the the imagination, the energy, but they do have the words to criticize the people that do. They get out there and get in front of the public speaking, in front of schools and so forth, and tell them. I tell them. There's help. There's help on everything. If somebody's overeating, drinking, gambling, smoking, um, was raised, you know, with alcoholic, there's alcoholic... Anonymy for children, for wives, for teens, if you're drinking problem, there's a 12-step program, uh, cocaine, heroin, marijuana, sex anonymous, there's all kinds of groups, there is all kinds of help, and with today's format on Zoom, if you want success in that area, if you want to stop, if you're the God inside of you telling you enough is enough, there's help. There's a lot of help. Amen. All right, moving right along. I have one book here that seldom gets read. It's God Calling. Actually, I read it a lot. (laughs) And the scripture is in Psalm 34 out of the Bible. It says, I will bless the Lord at all times. In other words, I will be thankful at all times. I will, his praise should continually be in my mouth. I will constantly say, hey, that's pretty cool that you made that, God. Isn't that amazing how you made the orange with its own container and the apple with its container and the banana with its own container? I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. There's the confidence that we're looking for. We looked unto him and were lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. Woo. You know, a shame is the big problem when we stop drinking. We're so ashamed of the money we spent, the people we hurt, the way we, when we finally wake up. But that shame will cause us to go back into the uh, Grand Canyon if we don't thank God about our shame and get it over with and say, I thank God I did that. I thank God it happened. I experienced that. Now I can help somebody with that experience of shame. Just cop, up, cop out to it and say, yep, I did it. I screwed it. I connived it. I jived it. I stole it. Yep, I did it. I accept it. Thank God I did it. Thank God I have the experience. Now I can go out there and help somebody. You know, when people are in distress, the book says, the first step is to praise, you know, be grateful, count your blessings, and thank your higher power. That's what I do. Before I cry in distress, I say, bless you, Lord. I say, oh, what the heck, I'm going to praise God anyway when troubles seem to overwhelm me. And I've been doing it for so long, I don't react to them, curse them. Make it worse. I say, oh, what the heck? I'm going to thank God anyway. An unexpected bill. Raise it to the air. Say, oh, I'm going to thank you for this bill anyway. I'm going to thank you before I put my two cents in, which is limited, and acknowledge the Creator, which is unlimited. This is my divine order of approach. Obs- observe this way. In the greatest distress, search until you find... Causes for thankfulness, then bless and thank God for the situation. Thus, you have established a line of communication between our higher power and ourselves, and the product is confidence, joy, laughter that we are loved. Along these lines, we let out our cry of distress in proper dialogue. By saying thank you God. This stuff is eating my lunch. Thank you God. Thus we will find. That we do our part. And we're intelligent in delivering. Every grievance. And getting profit out of it. With the gladness of heart. We we lighten up over it. And we can say. We lighten the, the burden. And will roll away. As a result of looking up to our higher power and and calming down and saying thank you god for this situation the shame and the distress will be lifted out of us we were learning a new way of living that is the way the second step in our book works we first get right with our creator in this in our communication with him and then we will be right in the eyes of our situation and man and other people around us. Isn't that a great encouraging thought? That is awesome. That is wonderful. Moving on, got another favorite little book right here for October the 11th. Hopefully it has to say something about that in that. That last one was amazing, wasn't it? Uh, last reading was, acknowledge God in all our ways. You know, I keep telling this over and over again to some of my, to one of my sponsors especially. And I notice at the end of the day when it calls at late, nine o'clock at night, I can't get any uh, encouragement. Otherwise, they, they have something to say about everything. And then I understand myself. I learned so much working with people about my own dealings with my higher power. Right here it says, My method for dealing with the insanity and chaos while growing up in an alcoholic environment was not to deal with it. I escaped into a fantasy world of books and art and remained physically and emotionally removed from when what went on around me being raised in an alcoholic environment chaotic home. My family could argue all day long, but it didn't touch me because I was far away. By the time I found my way to the program, years of isolating myself had left me with scars that couldn't heal overnight. I suffered from low self-esteem, impaired social skills, and lack of self-knowledge. To name a few, and being young, Added to my sense of being indifferent at the meetings I attended, I was sure no one could help me unless they were just like me. Finally, I found what I thought I was looking for, a program of people like me, adult children. I sat at the meeting week after week, finding new reasons to feel alone and separated. I began to realize two things. No matter how different we feel, we are very similar. No matter how similar we seem, we're all very different. It was then that I knew my palm had nothing to do with, with which meeting I went to, and it had everything to do with keeping an open mind. Making myself available to help and be helped by a wide range of people is a key to my recovery. In page 117 in All Our Affairs, it says, Now I understand my uniqueness. There may be no one else on earth exactly like me. But with God, as my partner and friend, and as a member of such fellowship, I am not alone. I read for you from Hope for Today. And I wanted to read to you today's proverb of the day, because it's the uh, 11th. And I'm reading to you from the Passion Translation for our last reading. Thank you so much for coming on here and being a great audience and listening to me uncover, unfold, and discard any stuff that's not good for our recovery, my recovery. Know thyself, to thy own self be true. Those bells ring nice and loud. Reading Proverbs 11. To set high standards for someone else and then not live up to them yourself is something that God truly hates, but it pleases Him when we apply the right standards of measurement. When you act with presumption convinced that you're right, don't be surprised if you fall flat on your face, but walking in humility helps you to make wise decisions. Integrity will lead you to success and happiness, but treasury will destroy your dreams. When judgment day comes, all the wealth of the world won't help you one bit. So you better be rich in righteousness, for that's the only thing that can save you in death. Those with good character walk on a smooth path with no deter or deviation. But the wicked keep falling because of their own wickedness. Integrity will keep a good man from falling, but the unbeliever is trapped held captive to his sinful desires. When an evil man dies, all hope is lost, for his misplaced confidence goes in the coffin and gets buried along with him. Lovers of and seekers of God are snatched away from trouble, and the wicked show up in their place. The teachings of hypocrites can destroy you, but revelation knowledge will rescue the Righteous The blessing that rests on the righteous release strength and favor to the entire city. But shouts of joy will be heard when the wicked one dies. The blessings of favor resting upon the righteous influence a city to lift it higher. But the wicked leaders tear it apart by their words. The blessings of favor resting upon the righteous influences a city to lift it higher. The blessings that rest on the righteous releases strength and favor to the entire city. Interesting, huh? You ever feel somebody with that blessing of righteousness and composure? They run good meetings and good households and everybody's happy they they. They cover the household or the enterprise or the business with a covering of faith, an anointing, an establishment, a dome, if you will, from God, and you can sense it. They asked for it, and they got the blessing from heaven above. That's our prayer for all of us. Amen. Number 12, to quarrel with a neighbor is senseless. Bite your tongue, be wise, and keep quiet. Okay? That's what I do, thanks to this. I make, I eat crow when the neighbor is just used to quarreling. They don't quarrel, they start to love you. You can't trust gossip with a secret, they'll just go blab it all. You can't trust gossipers. Put your confidence instead in a trusted friend for he will be faithful to keep it in confidence. People lose their way without wise leadership, but a nation succeeds and stands in victory when it has many good counselors to guide it. Heavenly Father, we pray, Lord God, for our nation leaders, Lord God, that you will guide them and put your seal of approval on them and that they be good counselors to help us and guide this country. Amen. The evil man will do harm when confronted by a righteous man because he hates those who await good news. Expect a miracle, folks. Expect good benefits for seeking good words. All the good things belong to us that we seek good in this earth. Oh, that's part of the package, folks. Sorry. Expect a miracle. A gracious, generous woman will be honored with a splendid reputation. But the woman who hates the truth lives surrounded with disgrace and by men who are cutthroats only greedy for money. Whoa. A man of kindness attracts favor with, while a cruel man attacks nothing but trouble. A man of kindness attracts favor. There it is again. While a cruel man attracts nothing but trouble. You know, if the cruel man can start saying, I thank God I'm cruel, then he starts putting a protective measure around his judgmental attitude and stop giving fuel and wood to his judgment and it starts to die down. He just thank God for the truth that's around him. Thank God the way he is. Evil people may get a short-term gain, but to sow seeds of righteousness will bring a true and lasting reward. A son of righteousness experiences the abundant life, but the one who pursues evil hurries to his own death. Woo-hoo. The guy who pursues the nightclubs and the dancing and so forth and the drinking and the brawling pursues his own death. A son of righteousness thanking God for problems experiences the abundant life. 20. The Lord can't stand the stubborn heart bent toward evil, but he treasures those whose ways are pure. The Lord can't stand the stubborn heart bent toward evil but he treasures those whose ways are pure that's so sad so many people just are bent on evil and bent on their own destruction and you can't they keep their drinking towards, towards their death they're drinking and they're just getting lost in sports and not paying attention to their consciousness is saying Go for a walk. Go enjoy the outdoors. Love God, love man, love nature. Assault your neighbor and you will certainly be punished. But God will rescue the children of the godly. A beautiful woman who abandons good morals is like a fine gold ring dangling from a pig's snout. Ooh. True lovers of God are filled with or true seekers and love that love God are filled with longings for what is pleasing and good. But the wicked can only expect the doom. In other words, we enjoy the journey, folks, and we're thankful for all the good things and the and the pleasures that God gives us. Generosity brings prosperity, but withholding from charity brings poverty. Those who Live to bless others will have blessings heaped upon them, and the one who pours out his life to pour out blessings will be saturated with favor. Those who live to bless others will have blessings, heap, like the word, heap upon them, and the one who pours out his life to pour out blessings will be saturated with favor. There it is again, folks. Blessings heaped upon blessings. Favor heaped upon favor. People will curse the businessman with no ethics, but the one with a social conscience receives praises from all. Living your life seeking what is good for others brings untold favor, but those who wish evil for others will find it coming back on them. Keep trusting in your riches, and down you'll go. But the seekers and lookers that love God rise up like flowers in the spring. The fool who brings trouble to his own family will be cut out out of the will, and the family servant will do better than he. But a life lived loving God bears lasting fruit. A life lived, seeking and honoring God, bears lasting fruit. For the one who is truly wise wins souls. Wow. If the righteous are barely saved, what is in store for the wicked? Amen, amen. Let's go ahead and and, uh, thank you so much. Let's go ahead and pray out. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Keep coming back, family. Stay. Welcome to today's meeting of Alcoholic Anonymous. I'm Fernando, your secretary for this podcast meeting, let's go ahead and open it with a moment of silence followed by the serenity prayer, please. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Like I said, I'm Fernando. I have problems with alcohol and Fernando. They beat the heck out of me and try to kill me. So I got to keep them in the 12-step program. I'm going to be reading a couple of articles from The Great Mind. I think it would entail how I feel about the program. I really just enjoy reading glimpse of them. But first, we're going to do the Daily Reflections, the little 24-hour book And for today. Today is October 11th. Self-restraint. Our first objective would be the development of self-restraint. Strength. 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, page 91. My drive to work provides me with an opportunity for self-examination. One day, while making this trip, I began to review my progress in sobriety and was not happy with what I saw. I hope that as the workday progress progressed, I would forget these troublesome thoughts, but as one disappointment after another kept coming, my discontent only increased, and the pressures within me kept mounting. I retreated to an isolated table in the lounge and asked myself how could I make the most of the rest of the day. In the past, when things went wrong, I instinctively wanted to fight back, but during the short time I had been trying to live the AA program. I had learned to step back and take a look at myself. I recognized that although I was not the person I wanted to be, I had learned to not react in my old ways. Those old patterns of behavior only brought sorrow and hurt to me and to others. I returned to my workstation determined to make the day a productive one, thanking God for the chance to make progress that day. I'm Fernando Alcoholic. I have come to believe that we do have a Father in heaven. I, as my personal God and my Savior, Jesus Christ, I believe that God wants just wants to curtail my judgment and what I'm gonna do and what I can do. He doesn't want to break my spirit, but he wants me to be willing to do something to To take instructions, to take reproofs, to take suggestions, and to humble myself and do it. And when he, when my God corrects me, instructs me, reproofs, or a two-by-four to get my attention, or pain as the touchstone of change, when that happens, it's God's loving hand as the father would be I am starting to see how tough it is when I'm working with others how strong at times their judgment is anything you say is is they have something to spar against you like like sparring and you know my higher power just wants me to trust wants me to put my sparring blade down and let him cut off the excess to let God sculpture me. So I need to relax and say, uncle, and lean on God and trust and relax. And I'm, I'm starting to do that. I'm starting to realize where I have I have erred as a young man growing up so much with so many jobs and so many people and myself that to be re-instructed at this age and time now i should have done this 50 years ago in other words i'm i'm in love with a with a father in heaven a god who is taking the time to have mercy on me and re-instruct me to to learn well, I don't know how to get this out, folks, but I believe that humbleness and saying yes to any task anyone brings to you, you know, is just part of the exercise. Part of the exercise. Yep, you may pant, you may overextend yourself, but make it sure that our attitudes are saying yes, Father God, yes, I will comply. If someone asks of me a favor, I would do it 100%. And that, in turn, speaks volumes to them. And it's not forever, folks. People are not overbearing. Well, some are not. All right, enough of me. I'm Fernando Alcoholic. That's my opinion. And I have, all of us have opinions. And you know what? To some people, they all stink except their own <laughs> All right, reading 24 hour little book I got I got as Bill sees it here too for October the 11th. Thank you so much for being here with me. without fate in a power greater than myself, I am like a storm tossed ship without a rudder. I am flung from one trouble to another, however bravely I may battle the elements. My own strength and wisdom are not enough. All of us need something to cling to with absolute confidence. If I have been disillusioned by disappointments or have been let down by someone, I trusted, it. it makes me feel as though I were alone and vulnerable in a hostile world. I will not deprive myself of God's help and guidance. I see it at work in the program as we share knowledge, courage, and hope with each other. Confidence and dignity are restored to us by the knowledge that we are God's children and we are loved. Today's reminder, if my fate has been dimmed by disappointments, I can begin to regain it by clinging to a spiritual idea like the one expressed in the serenity prayer. This living philosophy will give me a secure foundation of faith. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Amen. And one of the things when I came into the program, I was out of confidence. No confidence. Alcohol had done its work. It had removed every word in me, every fundamental phrase and words that that I, I, I took confidence from. I remember around 22 years old, 23, and having that craziness set in at that time that I needed a foundation, the words that I had or the training I had had all dissipated through the alcohol and my judgment. And I was grasping for something to believe in. Something, I remember driving semi and going down the road and crying out. If only my dad would have gave me a phrase. One phrase from my dad that I could remember I can hang on to. I had nothing. All I had was the Our Father. And I would pray the Our Father ten times till I got peace. Ten times till I got direction. And then I was directed to AA. AA. Where I can pray it with others, surrendered individuals, and get powerfully instructed and peace. By the way, I, I read you at the book called One Day at a Time. I grabbed it by accident. I don't see my little 24-hour book, but... All right, let me go ahead and open up as Bill sees it. Let's see what it has to say. Page 278. Speak up without fear. Few of us are anonymous so far as our day contacts go. We had dropped anonymity at this level because we think our friends and associates ought to know about AA and what it has done for us. We also wish to lose the fear of admitting that we are alcoholics. Though we earnestly request reporters not to disclose our identities, we frequently speak before. Semi public gatherings. We wish to convince audiences that our alcoholism is a sickness we no longer fear to discuss before anyone. If, however, we venture beyond this limit, we shall sh- surely lose the principle of anonymity forever. If every AA felt free to publish his own name, picture, and story, we would soon be launched upon a vast orgy of personal publicity. While the so-called public meeting is questioned by many AA members, I favor it myself, providing only that anonymity is respected in press reports and that we ask nothing for ourselves except understanding. You know, this is a true leadership. A leader like Bill W., Fernando Alcoholic, is an uh, okay, amazing guy to follow because he had extreme common sense extreme love and intelligence come from above. I, Fernando, agree with this information, that to get it to the public level and letting them know alcohol is a disease, the principles of AA and the vast numbers that we have racked up through the years that has baffled uh, the medical field which has been unable to fix the alcoholic the alcoholic lies they know the doctor knows they're lying give them some sedatives they love their insurance company so why not guys lying might as well go with the lie right so a lot of people i tell you that go against you going in front of the public are just they're not willing to go themselves they don't have the the imagination, the energy, but they do have the words to criticize the people that do. They get out there and get in front of the public speaking, in front of schools and so forth, and tell them, I tell them, there's help. There's help on everything. If somebody's overeating, drinking, gambling, smoking, uh, was raised, you know, with alcoholic, there's alcoholic Anonymy for children, for wives, for teens. If you're drinking problem, there's a 12-step program. Uh, cocaine, heroin, marijuana, sex anonymous. There's all kinds of groups. There is all kinds of help. And with today's format on Zoom, if you want success in that area, if you want to stop, if you're the God inside of you telling you enough is enough, there's help. There's a lot of help. Amen. All right, moving right along. I have one book here that seldom gets read. It's God Calling. Actually, I read it a lot. (laughs) And the scripture is in Psalm 34 out of the Bible. It says, I will bless the Lord at all times. In other words, I will be thankful at all times. I will. His praise should continually be in my mouth. I will constantly say, hey, that's pretty cool that you made that, God. Isn't that amazing how you made the orange with its own container and the apple with its container and the banana with its own container? I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. There's the confidence that we're looking for. We looked unto him and were lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. Whew. You know, sh- a shame is the big problem when we stop drinking. So ashamed of the money we spent, the people we hurt, the way we, when we finally wake up. But that shame will cause us to go back into the uh, Grand Canyon if we don't thank God about our shame and get it over with and say... I thank God I did that. I thank God it happened. I experienced that. Now I can help somebody with that experience of shame. Just cop cop out to it. Say, yep, I did it. I screwed it. I connived it. I jived it. I stole it. Yep, I did it. I accept it. Thank God I did it. Thank God I have the experience. Now I can go out there and help somebody. You know, when people are in distress, the book says, the first step is to praise, you know, be grateful, count your blessings, and thank your higher power. That's what I do. Before I cry in distress, I say, bless you, Lord. I say, oh, what the heck, I'm going to praise God anyway when troubles seem to overwhelm me. And know, I've been doing it for so long, I don't react to them, curse them, make it worse i said oh what the heck i'm gonna thank god anyway an unexpected bill raise it to the air say oh i'm gonna thank you for this bill anyway i'm gonna thank you before i put my two cents in which is limited and acknowledge the creator which is unlimited this is my divine order of approach Obs- observe this way in the greatest distress search until you find Causes for thankfulness, then bless and thank God for the situation. Thus, you have established a line of communication between our higher power and ourselves, and the product is confidence, joy, laughter that we are loved. Along these lines, we let out our cry of distress in proper dialogue by saying thank you god this stuff is eating my lunch thank you god thus we will find that we do our part and we're intelligent in delivering every grievance and getting profit out of it with the gladness of heart we we lighten up over it and we can say we lighten the, the burden will roll away as a result of looking up to our higher power and and calming down and saying, thank you God for this situation. The shame and the distress will be lifted out of us. We were learning a new way of living. That is the way the second step in our book works. We first get right with our Creator and in in our communication with Him. And then we will be right in the eyes of our situation and man and other people around us. Isn't that a great encouraging thought? That is awesome. That is wonderful. Moving on, got another favorite little book right here for October the 11th. Hopefully it has to say something about that in that. That last one was amazing, wasn't it? The last reading was, acknowledge God in all our ways. You know, I keep telling this over and over again to some of my, to one of my sponsees especially, and I notice at the end of the day when it calls at late, nine o'clock at night, I can't get any uh, encouragement otherwise. They, they have something to say about everything. And then I understand myself. I learned so much working with people about my own dealings with my higher power. Right here it says, My method for dealing with the insanity and chaos while growing up in an alcoholic environment was not to deal with it. I escaped into a fantasy world of books and art and remained physically and emotionally removed from what went on around me being raised in an alcoholic environment chaotic home my family could argue all day long but it didn't touch me because I was far away by the time I found my way to the program years of isolating myself had left me with scars that couldn't heal overnight I suffered from low self-esteem impaired social skills and lack of self-knowledge to name a few and being young Added to my sense of being indifferent at the meetings I attended, I was sure no one could help me unless they were just like me. Finally, I found what I thought I was looking for, a program of people like me, adult children. I sat at the meeting week after week, finding new reasons to feel alone and separated. I began to realize two things. No matter how different we feel, we are very similar. No matter how similar we seem, we're all very different. It was then that I knew my palm had nothing to do with, with which meeting I went to, and it had everything to do with keeping an open mind. Making myself available to help and be helped by a wide range of people is a key to my recovery. In page 117 in All Our Affairs, it says, Now I understand my uniqueness. There may be no one else on earth exactly like me. But with God as my partner and friend, and as a member of such fellowship, I am not alone. I read for you from Hope for Today. And I wanted to read to you today's Proverb of the Day, because it's the uh, 11th. And I'm reading to you from the Passion Translation for our last reading. Thank you so much for coming on here and being a great audience and listening to me uncover, unfold, and discard any stuff that's not good for our recovery, my recovery. Know thyself, to thy own self be true. Those bells ring nice and loud. Reading Proverbs 11. To set high standards for someone else and then not live up to them yourself is something that God truly hates, but it pleases Him when we apply the right standards of measurement. When you act with presumption, convinced that you're right, don't be surprised if you fall flat on your face. But walking in humility helps you to make wise decisions. Integrity will lead you to success and happiness, but treasury will destroy your dreams. When judgment day comes, all the wealth of the world won't help you one bit. So you better be rich in righteousness, for that's the only thing that can save you in death. Those with good character walk on a smooth path with no deter or deviation. But the wicked keep falling because of their own wickedness. Integrity will keep a good man from falling, but the unbeliever is trapped held captive to his sinful desires. When an evil man dies, all hope is lost, for his misplaced confidence goes in the coffin and gets buried along with him. Lovers of and seekers of God are snatched away from trouble, and the wicked show up in their place. The teachings of hypocrites can destroy you, but revelation knowledge will rescue the Righteous The blessing that rests on the righteous release strength and favor to the entire city. But shouts of joy will be heard when the wicked one dies. The blessings of favor resting upon the righteous influence a city to lift it higher. But the wicked leaders tear it apart by their words. The blessings of favor resting upon the righteous influences a city to lift it higher. The blessings that rest on the righteous releases strength and favor to the entire city. Interesting, huh? You ever feel somebody with that blessing of righteousness and composure? They run good meetings and good households and everybody's happy. They, They... They cover the household or the enterprise or the business with a covering of faith, an anointing, an establishment, a dome, if you will, from God, and you can sense it. They asked for it, and they got the blessing from heaven above. That's our prayer for all of us. Amen. Number 12, to quarrel with a neighbor is senseless. Bite your tongue, be wise and keep quiet. Okay? That's what I do thanks to this. I make I eat crow when the neighbor is just used to quarreling. They don't quarrel, they start to love you. You can't trust gossip with a secret. They'll just go blab it it all. You can't trust gossipers. Put your confidence instead in a trusted friend for he will be faithful to keep it in confidence. People lose their way without wise leadership, but a nation succeeds and stands in victory when it has many good counselors to guide it. Heavenly Father, we pray, Lord God, for our nation leaders, Lord God, that you will guide them and put your seal of approval on them and that they be good counselors to help us and guide this country. Amen. The evil man will do harm when confronted by a righteous man because he hates those who await good news. Expect a miracle, folks. Expect good benefits for seeking good words. All the good things belong to us that we seek good in this earth. Oh, that's part of the package, folks. Sorry. Sorry. Expect a miracle. A gracious, generous woman will be honored with a splendid reputation. But the woman who hates the truth lives surrounded with disgrace and by men who are cutthroats only greedy for money. Whoa. A man of kindness attracts favor with, while a cruel man attacks nothing but trouble. A man of kindness attracts favor. There it is again. While a cruel man attracts nothing but trouble. You know, if the cruel man can start saying, I thank God I'm cruel, then he starts putting a protective measure around his judgmental attitude and stop giving fuel and wood to his judgment and it starts to die down. He just, thank God for the truth that's around him. Thank God the way he is. Evil people may get a short-term gain, but to sow seeds of righteousness will bring a true and lasting reward. A son of righteousness experiences the abundant life, but the one who pursues evil hurries to his own death. woo The guy who pursues the nightclubs and the dancing and so forth and the drinking and the brawling pursues his own death, a son of righteousness, thanking God for problems, experiences the abundant life. 20. The Lord can't stand the stubborn heart bent toward evil, but he treasures those whose ways are pure. The Lord can't stand the stubborn heart bent toward evil, but he treasures those whose ways are pure. That's so sad. So many people just are bent on evil and bent on their own destruction. And you can't, they keep their drinking towards, towards their death, or drinking, and they're just getting lost in sports and not paying attention to their consciousness is saying, go for a walk. Go enjoy the outdoors. Love God, love man, love nature. Assault your neighbor and you will certainly be punished. But God will rescue the children of the godly. A beautiful woman who abandons good morals is like a fine gold ring dangling from a pig's snout. Ooh. True lovers of God are filled with, or true seekers and love that love God are filled with longings for what is pleasing and good. But the wicked can only expect the doom. In other words, we enjoy the journey, folks, and we're thankful for all the good things and the and the pleasures that God gives us. Generosity brings prosperity, but with holy From charity brings poverty. Those who live to bless others will have blessings heaped upon them, and the one who pours out his life to pour out blessings will be saturated with favor. Those who live to bless others will have blessings heaped, like the word, heaped upon them, and the one who pours out his life to pour out blessings will be saturated with favor. There it is again, folks. Blessings heaped upon blessings. Favor heaped upon favor. People will curse the businessman with no ethics, but the one with a social conscience receives praises from all. Living your life seeking what is good for others brings untold favor. But those who wish evil for others will find it coming back on them. Keep trusting in your riches and down you'll go. But the seekers and lookers that love God rise up like flowers in the spring. The fool who brings trouble to his own family will be cut out out of the will. And the family servant will do better than he. But a life live loving God bears lasting fruit. A life lived seeking and honoring God bears lasting fruit. For the one who is truly wise wins souls. Wow. If the righteous are barely saved, what is in store for the wicked? Amen, amen. Let's go ahead and, and uh, thank you so much. Let's go ahead and pray out with the Lord's Prayer, please. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Keep coming back, family. Stay.